0: Expressed during this show are mine and my co-hosts alone, and not reflective of any particular political party or organization. Welcome to Purple Politics, a discussion between the red and the blue here in the Woodlands, brought to you by the Woodlands Online. My name is Amy Hamburg Lewis, and I'm the chair for the Montgomery County Democratic Party, and I'm joined by Sean Thompson, area Republican.
1: That's right, sitting in a chair. And that, that's about it. That's the extent of my chairness. <laughs>
0: So we thought today we would talk about the convention, since the Republicans just wrapped up. Yep. We're filming on Friday, so they wrapped up last night. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump accepted his nomination. He did. Big um,
1: shocker. I was I was really expecting yeah. something different.
0: There was no uh, last-minute surprise like I thought there might have been. I, so last week we, you
1: mentioned that you, you thought something may go down. Okay. How do you feel about that? Because I, I know you, to remind people in case they missed it, you thought that perhaps... VP Pence would be, Mike Pence would be dropped from the ticket in favor of someone like, I think, Nikki Nikki Haley 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 or or something?
0: Yeah. Um, On the one hand, I'm glad it didn't happen, because I think it would have helped Trump, had he done it. Okay. Um, I am anxiously awaiting Kamala Harris and Mike Pence debate, because she's going to eat him up and spit him up. Um, And I anticipate making him cry. Um, (laughs) So that is going to be... um, must see TV. Well, I feel if days.
1: Vice President Pence can withstand the scorn of the cast of Hamilton. As he they, didn't.
0: Didn't he leave?
1: Well, yeah. If, <laughs> and I would have loved to, if I'd been in the audience paying 350 bucks for a ticket to lose myself for a few hours. I'm sure uh, he would not pay $350 for his
0: ticket. But it
1: was, I, I mean, this is kind of going off topic, but I mean that, uh, I go to theater to forget the real world for a while and to be... <laughs> Shanghai and shamed in front of thousands of total strangers uh, in the United Front, where, of course, you've got your fans in your hand. I think he handled himself with remarkable aplomb and didn't hold a press conference afterwards. No one called for a boycott of Hamilton or oh, anything yes, like that. Oh, yes, they did.
0: No. Oh, yes, they did. All over the place, they called for a boycott of yeah. Hamilton. You have a very poor long-term memory oh, when no. it comes to to Republican boycotts. They absolutely... No, I'm talking
1: about from the top saying, you know, well, can, cancel this show. I'm
0: sure Trump didn't even understand what where Pence was.
1: so he Well, can, I don't think it's the president's <laughs> job to keep tabs on those VP. No, I'm saying I don't think seven.
0: he understands the concept of... Politics.
1: But if, if Pence can withstand <laughs> that, I think he can withstand a good debate. I, too, am looking forward to the debate. Um, I hope that you might, again, be surprised, but... On my end, the hope is, is that you'd be surprised with, with how he can stand up to it. Kamala Harris, of course, is a fireball, firebrand, and I think that's why she was chosen. I think that's her primary reason for being chosen. Once it was told, it's got to be a woman, and then she's got to be a black woman for your VP candidate, she was the least of the quiet ones with the least of the, the baggage that could be taken all the way to the top, like Susan Rice and having to testify sooner or later to have to be testific- uh, testifying on uh, post Benghazi, for instance.
0: She might have been less the least of the quiet ones, but she's the probably the one of the most intelligent women in the country. She's one of the most intelligent people in the country. Um, so there's no reason for her to be quiet about that. I mean, she has the authority, the power to back up everything that she brings to the table. Why should she be quiet?
1: Well, I agree. I'm not saying she shouldn't. I'm saying she uh, will. I would believe one of the primary reasons for choosing her is her uh, outgoing nature. I'll I'll phrase it like like that. I'm not trying to be glib. Uh, But because she's not afraid to scrap, and Pence is kind of a non-entity, as I believe vice president should be. Until the 25th is invoked. so it will be a debate for sure. I and mean, she will come out guns blazing. I don't think Vice President Pence is going to cry, cower or run out on this one. I, uh, prep will be hopefully prep will be happening on both sides oh, as well as for the soon- to- be uh, presidential debates, the, the three to which uh, presidential candidate Biden did commit to. Yes. And I hope he doesn't magically get COVID the night before and have to hunk out.
0: I, you know, all uh, signs point to Trump being the one who doesn't want to debate. So, okay, know.
1: well, yeah, no, <laughs> I'd have to bounce back to the memory thing. No, uh, Trump too is a scrapper, and Trump doesn't care. He has no filter that cares what people think about him. He even goes after his own beloved Fox News network, and I I say this, you know, the the one network that could possibly conceivably be be construed as on his side, he'll go after saying their nighttime programming sucks. He doesn't care.
0: He doesn't care if people think about him, but he has made uh, comments about not wanting to debate, not seeing a point to debate. Um, To whom? He's made it.
1: He just, he's asking for drug tests to happen before this debate to make sure no one, I I think that's going too far personally, but what I'm saying is, uh, no, he knows, President Trump knows that the one thing that will put him over the top, absolutely, is for Biden to have a Biden moment in a live debate with no teleprompter. So there's no reason why he would not want to debate. I just can't take any words of him seriously saying, well, maybe I don't want to debate. Wow.
0: Well, I mean, he has said it on both sides. I mean, he's he has made uh, assertions on both sides. Okay. I will say yes, he has said that he wants to debate, he's looking forward to debates. But he also has tried to put in place ridiculous uh, circumstances that would give him clear advantages. He's the only one that gets to pick the moderator. He's the only one that gets to pick, you know, where it's going to be, who's, you know, what what um station is going to be in charge so wouldn't I mean, that be said,
1: prudent to after Don brazil giving hillary clinton the cnn debate questions beforehand which happened i mean that's not in the i mean it it's happened not but, but again no it's hillary seriously. clinton
0: did not need the debate questions again one of the most well, she may not have needed them but the donna country. brazil
1: still gave them to her cheating right. happened A network was complicit in it. And you don't think
0: that Fox gives him softball question after softball question? There's a difference between giving someone
1: a softball question and flat out cheating.
0: She did cheat, but Hillary didn't need it, so I don't think that Hillary got any advantage.
1: I I kind of got a question. She did cheat, but I think anything after the "but" I'm kind of tuning out on. She cheated. Period. She did cheat, but
0: but that's not on Hillary, and Hillary didn't need it, and so but she
1: took it. The questions were given to. Receive something, yeah. You know, but give what something does that it must have be to do received. with
0: Trump being able to control I, too, all of the? I too, well,
1: reg- the s- seeing the post And we're going to get to the conventions, obviously. <laughs> at some point, hopefully, we'll get to the conventions. <laughs> and uh, understand, you know, we debate and go logger's loggerheads here, but there's total you know love and respect from the two of us. We can. The whole purpose of this is to have spirited debate, absolutely, w- without you know me egging her car later the one that's parked out front with all the bumper stickers on it. Yeah, it's hard to miss. (laughs) (laughs) It is. But I would think that post-convention battle lines from the networks have been drawn. You would have to, one would not, you would, one would have to be flat out obtuse to not believe that the Don Lamonts and the Chris Cuomo's and the Washington Post, the CNN, MSNBC, New York Times, Huffington Post are firmly in on the left's, well, as John Stewart
0: famously said, the truth has a liberal
1: bias, and so well, John Stewart. <laughs> but
0: why? why John Stewart it to, also
1: said, "Don't take my show seriously."
0: Why does it have to be these people moderating it anyway? I mean, we've got we've got plenty of people that Ooh. can anybody. It can be Joe Schmo. It doesn't have to be the the headliners that are named in and want to make names for themselves. In and of themselves.
1: Who would you trust or choose to be an impartial presenter or debate moderator, I'll, I'll say?
0: Sure. I said that without putting any forethought into it. Okay. So I don't have a name in mind. But, it. but, it, but I just, it, I do think that in the Democratic presidential debates, for sure, the moderators in a lot of the instances on so called liberal mainstream media. Took away from the debate because they had an agenda for sure. They had a way they wanted to spin it. They were going for sound bites. They were going for the fights between the candidates. And that distracted from the debate a lot of times in my mind.
1: I'll add to so, that in 2016, the Republican debate, same thing. I mean, it, it, this is pretty bipartisan when the media mm-hmm. is trying to drive a narrative. So I'm convention.
0: totally fine with maybe we bring in print journalists because they, you know, they're not going to have, they're not used to being on camera they're not they don't need sound bites to further their careers the same way that interest that news media maybe mm-hmm. we bring in that. Maybe we bring in I don't know debate moderators from colleges. I mean it doesn't need to be celebrities in their own right that we,
1: we can agree is. on it see we can agree on the occasional thing yeah. and I agree a debate I mean I grew up in debate club. I know how to debate. Uh, I love a good debate. The, the technical aspects of it, you know, where we'd have to spend 20 minutes debating pro, and then on the ring of a bell, have to go con. Mm-hmm. That's debate. It's devolved into a lot of sound bites, uh, where more and more of the moderators or the supposed, and again on both sides, the supposed impartial observers or or presenters are anything but. But the deck is heavily stacked. I mean, if you got Fox News here and in print. The Epic Times, and I'm not a fan, full fan of either one, but that's it. Mm-hmm. Everything else media-wise, every late-night comedy, every every comedian, every late-night, Trevor Hall, Jimmy Kimmel, uh, John Oliver, John Stewart. Oh, well you
0: wouldn't um, want any of them. But no, no
1: what I'm saying sure. is that the, the deck is, is massively stacked. So if I were the incumbent saying, well, I've kind of earned the right, I'm here, I am the incumbent, I do have, quote, the home field advantage. And if I've got... a a verified list of people who are just, the way they push that narrative, I'd want to insist, I wouldn't say, I want this person, I would say, I don't want that person.
0: And I think think it's fine to say, I don't want that person. I think Mm -hmm. it's totally fine to say, I don't want this. But to say, I will only do it under these circumstances, very narrow circumstances, is, I don't think okay. And I don't think, I think it should be Going back to joking aside, whether who wants to debate, who doesn't want to debate, mm-hmm. I think it should not be. I think it should not be a question. There should be debates. And I will say that all the way down the ticket. In 2018, the Republicans in this county refused to debate any of the Democratic candidates. Yes. And that 2018 was the first time we had a, a complete slate of Democratic candidates mm-hmm. in Montgomery County in 30 years. And they, to a person, refused to debate. And I think that that is disgraceful.
1: My heart sank. Uh I don't think I could you know what I am, I'm gonna commit. I i I've, I, I do believe that was probably a, a lesser form of disgraceful than in your mind, but yeah, my heart sank. Debate should never be shirked, especially right. especially if you have the home field advantage. One thing to say, okay, you know, that things should go a certain way, but no, debate should never be quashed, never be turned down. Um I'm kind of pointing my finger if you're if you're watching and you are on like you have nothing to lose from engaging in debate. If you can't stand on your own merits in a debate.
0: Well, and it's not even, I don't even look at it from that angle, although I do, I do agree. If you can't stand on your own merits, then what are you doing in the race? But they're applying for a job that we're all, mm-hmm. you know, have a voice in whether or not they get it. You don't, you cannot walk into any other job in this country and say, I refuse to have an interview, but you're going to hire me. Yeah. And expect to get anywhere with that kind of attitude. And I am disappointed in people who will still vote for their candidates with that attitude. I would not. I, even if it was a Democrat, a Democrat I believed in strongly, would not vote for somebody who refused to debate.
1: You know know what my next question will be then?
0: If Biden refuses to debate, I will not vote for him. I will support him. I will support his candidacy. But no, personally, as a person, not as... A representative of any party, I will not vote for somebody who refuses to debate.
1: It is awesome to engage with someone with convictions, and I, I hope it doesn't get to that. I want—we both want the debate, right. and I think we're both going to hope for. Obviously, we're going to both hope for different outcomes. Uh, so, th- thank you for that. i, I wasn't being glib with my question, but but you, you stood by those convictions, and I really appreciate that. Yeah,
0: I mean, I just I can't I can't in good conscience vote for somebody who refuses to to. To participate in democracy. Mm-hmm. And part of democracy is showing up and having a fair fight against your opponent.
1: So we've agreed on that and a couple of other things. Now, so, I
0: think maybe we should stop
1: this. Yeah, it gets the, yeah <laughs> this is getting too touchy feely. So let's get on to the conventions. Now, uh, full disclosure, I did not have the time to watch everything. I watched what I could and what updates I could. I also favored a C SPAN. Oh, that's okay. um, because for the simple reason they didn't cut away every six minutes with a questionable fact check. That was literally three times what the DNC uh, conference had with cutaways. So C-SPAN, I, I like getting as much unfiltered news as possible when sure. I watch NASA, when I watch rockets taking off. I wa- I go straight to the NASA feed. I just like it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so were you able to watch enough of either one that we can kind of I did not get ideas?
0: to watch. As much as I wanted to this week. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I did, and then I did go back and watch as many um, clips as I could. Right. So um,
1: We probably both have a a working enough knowledge. And anyone watching, if they want to like chime in with comments or something about what we may have missed, I'd love to hear that.
0: Yes, absolutely. We have an email address, woodlandspurplepolitics at gmail.com. So we always look forward to to seeing comments. Um, Yeah, so what were your initial thoughts about...
1: Um, okay, so I'm a showman myself. Mm-hmm. I, I run a theater. I've been in theater, musical theater, and, and the arts and drama since I was six years old. So I know a good show when I see it. I know how to work an audience. Uh, so with that in mind, part of me is sad that we've got to have showmanship to get the, te- the, the attention of the populace. But if you, once you do commit to the showmanship, you've got to commit to the showmanship. Now, the DNC conference, and I'll be open, you know, both had their pluses and their minuses. I think as much as I'm not fans of the the people themselves and kind of what I thought was the hypocrisy of of what they said, both Barack and Michelle Obama gave, they reminded the world why he was elected twice Mm -hmm. uh, and why she was right there with him. You know, you can give a good speech. Um, I think a lot of pressure is put on the, well, he sounds good, or she looks good in a a pantsuit or something. That's not governing, but again, it's part of the showmanship that helps. To be able to give a good speech helps. Uh, To be uh, eloquent and loquacious helps, but you can have someone who can't speak worth a darn or spell worth a darn, but still knows how to balance the budget. So, you know, it's, it's a fine line you walk. So, with that, um, like, like with Michelle Obama, Gabe very impassioned, although with her words, and I'm hearing the chained or the, the caged children, and could not but help but be reminded that her husband built those cages. So, and it can't, you know, it's both sides will this, will that. Personally, I think it's wrong to cage children. Personally, I think. It's wrong to separate families. However, I equally feel if you're going to break the law, don't bring your kids with you.
0: Oh, boy. So we're going to get into immigration because I can't let this slide. So first of all, number one, immigration was one of the worst parts of Obama's presidency. He failed making Now,
1: when we talk immigration, remember, there is a separation between immigration, which I am 98% of all Republicans love. Illegal immigration is the okay, topic here.
0: No, it's not. You think it is, but it's not. So, so, he failed massively on immigration. Mm-hmm. Yes, he built some cages.
1: He built a lot of cages.
0: Yes, they separated some families. Mm-hmm. The ones they separated, they did not separate children from their mothers. They separated children who came with other family members under the assumption that trafficking was rampant and this was the way to protect the kids. And then as they kept them for much, much shorter periods of time until they could reconcile them either with the people they came with, proving that they were family, or with who they were coming to see in the United States. It was very much a pass-through situation. What Trump has done is separated children as a deterrent, as a punishment, as for no benefit to the children. He separates them from their parents he separates them from each other in families and the numbers of families that he has separated skyrocket exponentially the time they've spent in detention skyrocket exponentially and he's separating them no matter why they came over you if you are coming seeking asylum that is not illegal immigration you present yourself at the border you do not have to present yourself at a checkpoint. You present yourself, you give your, your explanation of why you need asylum, and the process goes from there. That is not illegal immigration. And these people are being separated from their children and then shipped off into detention centers in record numbers. And that did not happen under
1: Obama. But ha- because under Obama the numbers kept growing, has not illegal immigration numbers plummeted? In the last few years,
0: they have they were they were going down. They were on the downside. So it's continuing. It is continuing, but the numbers of immigrants in detention are skyrocketing. Louisiana went from one detention center to now they have like a dozen or more, and they're all full. And they can't build them fast enough. They can't convert jails Doesn't that fast reflect
1: enough. the numbers of illegal immigrants? No, because
0: then? they're here for asylum.
1: They're here claiming asylum, and there's a big difference between claiming asylum and being told, Hey, if you go there and say, I seek asylum, okay, and uh, what they have to go somewhere to be to, to I, oh God, I don't want to be glue, I don't want to use separate wheat from chaff. But the, those who are truly seeking it's not fair on those truly seeking asylum to have. The the what was the caravans coming through? Where they all said we're all going to claim asylum, so they have to let Those us in. Those
0: caravans were so overblown. And if you they had speak, thousands of
1: members, they had ten thousand. When they thousand started,
0: numbers. not by the time they got here. And if you speak to the people who were on the ground, who have been working at the borders with these populations for years, from Bush, Obama, and now into Trump, they will tell you it is different now. The way they're treated is different. The way their process is different what this is done with them afterwards is different. The people are not different. The people overwhelmingly are not coming here with fake asylum stories. And if you can spend one afternoon with a group of asylum seekers, and you will know they are not here illegally, they did not come illegally, they are not making up these stories. And they are being housed in detention centers, tortured, to the point where many are committing suicide. Yes, I know a gentleman who was in isolation, who was being woken up every 20 minutes, never had the lights off. Food was never brought at the same time every day. Some days they didn't even bring him food. Torture. And he was here seeking asylum. And I can't get into the specifics of his asylum case, but it is one of the clearest cases of asylum that I have ever heard. And now I've... With your well, time off talk. But uh, going... these people are not criminals. And they before this, before Trump, would have been brought in, processed, put on the books, sent to where they were going, and they would come where back are they going? to families for the most part, or to communities who are who who will help them. And they come to their court cases and they have a very clear plan of action of what has to be done. And asylum seekers have a near 100% um, success rate. Not success rate, but they show up for their appointments.
1: Oh, okay. Okay, I got you.
0: Near 100% uh,
1: those who are truly seeking asylum. And again, there is a big difference. And
0: there is a minuscule portion that are lying about asylum. And even the ones who you think may not be here on asylum and their asylum cases may not be strong enough. Once they come in and they say they're seeking asylum and they're put in the system as asylum seekers, near 100% show up at court and follow their plan. And that would include people who you say are not really truly have an asylum case because they still have to go before a judge to prove it or disprove it. Mm-hmm. Near 100% show up, do their plan, follow what, they're, what they've been told. There's absolutely no reason to round them up like criminals and shove them into detention centers. Absolutely not, except that it brings a lot of money to private prisons.
1: I'd love to, unfortunately, because I didn't think we were going to go down the track, I'd love to have numbers so we can discuss how many daily attempt to cross the border, how many illegal immigrants are estimated to be here, because these are the families that you're talking about where extended families are coming forth. Can we put a pin in this sure. one and come back to it? Because uh, you know me, I, I love to, to be able to say what these numbers. Going back to, and I'm, I'm going to be kind of cutesy when I say this, much like the, well, she cheated, but it's like, well, yeah, he, Michelle Obama, this way, the Trump for caging any children, but her own husband did it. So I, that was just very disingenuous, if not duplicitous, to, to have that. So you can give a good speech, but I'm watching that going, that was divisive. You know, there's no recognition of any of the looting or rioting, any of Black Lives Matter, uh, the, the actual cause or the organization. And I think daily they are splitting more and more from the, those who want to affect change and those agitating. And again, they're agitators on both sides, but I'm just for the purposes of this, because we're talking about the DNC convention. Um, for the, the organization BLM with its headquarters here and, and their tax ID number. So it, none of those were, were recognized uh, at all or even discussed or, or hinted at. So you have a former first lady busting a president for doing what her own husband did and actually instituted. So why was that not saying, it's my husband did it too, but Trump's taking it farther. Instead of saying, it's all Trump, it's all Trump's fault. It's all Trump. And that's what tends to tune those on the right off. Everything says, well, it's just Trump's fault.
0: And you don't, he, he blamed Obama for not testing COVID patients when COVID didn't, wasn't around when Obama was president. I mean yeah, if we're going to talk about somebody yeah, blaming somebody
1: else... I, I'm not a fan of the yeah, but. So I'll say, yeah, that's stupid. If, if he did that, I, COVID did not exist. Now H1N1 did, and SARS, and, and you know these other things. And if that's what you meant, use better words, Mr. President. Um, so, yeah, I'm on I'm board with that. There's idiocy on all sides. And I'm not going to go, yeah, but he, or yeah, but she. It's to have a, a former first lady be so disingenuous to blame the current president... When her husband, the former president, instituted that very practice. I just found very disingenuous. Now, going on, the first night <laughs> as a showman, uh Billy Porter closed the show and it was it was a beautiful nineteen eighty six MTV music video. It just I really couldn't Producer Justin and I could have duplicated that right here in the <laughs> studio. In fact, I, I want to. Now, I am not anti-Billy Porter at all. I actually admire him for many of his stances. He, he'll walk the walk as well as talk the talk. So, you know, there, there is a, a respect bordering on admiration with that. However, even down to the choice of song, and I'm going to talk about the RNC choice of songs too, but a song that's primary measure is stop. That's not a good moving forward. If you think, I think uh, it was uh, Al Gore was don't stop thinking about tomorrow. There you can don't stop, move forward, you know. So there was that. Uh, it was technically, I think there's no comparison between the DNC and the RNC. Now, of course, the DNC was first, and always when you go first, it gives the other side a chance to say, okay, this did not work. Let's go off of that. But that's what you get for going. You know, it's always the danger for going first. But technically, with uh, uh, messaging, I felt from the DNC, and I'm kind of bogarting this conversation, so please <laughs> jump in. DNC, the message was, well, we're not Trump. Joe's a, Joe's a good guy. He's a sweet guy. He, he won't blow us up in a nuclear war. No, nothing about, well, he's, he was 47 years in and vice president for eight. And if he's talking about all these things that for 50 years, women haven't had a break. You were in the Senate for 47 of those years. What's, you know, so the the whole message was, well, at least we're not Trump.
0: That is a big part of the message. But, and I hear this a lot from the right. The left doesn't have a plan. The left doesn't have a platform. The left is, I believe there's a plan (laughs) there. You cannot be listening well enough. If you think that there is not action items being put forward and platform ideas being put forward if you want to talk about ignoring everything the republicans didn't even do a platform
1: sure they did the, for the, uh, the morning of the um first day of the convention they put out a 10-point plan was well, broken down they decided talking not about to vote
0: on a platform they were going to follow trump's lead on his agenda mm-hmm.
1: and that that's agenda not was very well well the agenda was very well spelled out and of course that will hopefully turn into the platform Problem is that when Trump said, I'm going to drain the swamp, of course, a lot of former swamp members of the GOP who are now saying, well, I want Biden. Swamp is swamp. That, you know, he didn't say, I'm going to get rid of all the Democrats in the swamp. So there's a lot of disaffected former Republicans who just don't like the fact that they're out of a job. They got drained. Um, But in regards to, you know, like I said, the, the messaging, the right knows the left's platform. Green New Deal, higher taxes. I mean, they're very, you know very specific about it and with kamala harris actually co-sponsoring the green new deal and biden not being i thought it was cute how biden said oh yeah i'm up for a second term too he's not no there's no not. way he's not up let's for a say, term. let's
0: make it clear when we say no new taxes we're not talking no. about for the middle class or higher taxes we are talking about fair taxes for the one percent who have instituted loophole after loophole after loophole to drain our economy of revenue sources, we are talking about making the very wealthy and businesses, large businesses pay what they should be paying in taxes. We're not talking about new taxes or higher taxes
1: for the middle class. If I may, you say paying what they should. If you get rid of all loopholes and stuff, what should they pay What's the, what's the number?
0: Oh I don't have a 50%, number but 60
1: 40 35 98
0: you know when we saw our highest growth, in our economy, back in the day, they were paying up
1: to 90%
0: in some instances. And you can't it's, maintain
1: that. If I may, because this is actually a number I do have, because I was in a different conversation once. The, all of the nation's billionaires combined, every billionaire in America, the combined worth is $8 trillion. 8.2. Uh, but I'll round it down to 8. That's all they have. I'm not talking in profit, I'm talking every penny they have. The Green New Deal is projected right now, you know, that at ninety trillion over ten years, which makes nine trillion a year. Or so you can wipe out literally every penny of every billionaire in America where they're they're flat broke and not even pay for one year of the Green New Deal and you can't go back to that. But the Green New well. Deal
0: the Green New Deal and that's just is one not program. the Green New Deal is not a let's put this into effect tomorrow plan. It's a 10-year plan. It's a, a piece plan of and legislation. And 90, 90
1: trillion over 10 years.
0: And it was done knowing that it was not going to pass as is, that there was a Republican Senate that was not. It was a Well, thankfully, or we'd have a re-
1: repeat of the ACA where
0: it was we're a, going to pass it, was, it so we can find out what's in it. It was an aspirational plan. And I don't believe that it was ever done to say, this is going to be it exactly right now, 100%. It does need reworking in some instances, but it is a, this needs to be our end goal plan.
1: But Kamala Harris co-authored it, so that should be like question number one in the debate. Do you stand by the bill that you co-authored, or is it just a beginning? Because here's the thing, if, it's, if it needs twer- tweaking and twerking or whatever the... No, twerking is something That's different. Some we're not twerking today, there No, yeah. <laughs> We're gonna get some new viewers with this one. Uh, Tweaking—it's there's no way it's gonna stick with ninety trillion. It's gonna go up to two hundred trillion.
0: But it also—I mean—you can't go by just what it costs because.
1: But I can if you can't pay for it.
0: No, but what I'm saying is, I mean, uh, the economy isn't sitting still. We're not gonna write a check for ninety trillion or whatever, and then that be the end of it. I mean, we're talking about reworking the way our economy is built. The economy still moves forward. Some of this stuff will pay for itself, no not everything, and I don't have the numbers for the Green New Deal to say point by point, but we're not just talking about writing a check and then having the billionaires uh, yeah, write a check I back into it. I absolutely mean, agree. Is- I'm
1: balancing it out, but the fact is that the billionaires are like, if nothing, if the Obama administration taught us nothing, is that if you overtax people, they're moving overseas. Remember all the manufacturing, they're not coming back. Well, they came back when you lowered the taxing on the companies and said, "We're, we're, we're." Some of them them. came
0: back. We haven't but are not. we were
1: told in no, I mean, verbally, verbatim, quote, "These jobs are gone forever. They're not coming back." A goodly portion came back. If you overtax, you go, you go overseas. I would too. It's like with someone saying, so you're "Well, you're he's only put all
0: of the burden on." The middle class and the, and, well, and lower, so that we don't fifty percent,
1: fifty one percent of them of the lower class don't pay taxes. It's all, so you're already on forty nine percent of the United States. They don't pay income tax. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm sorry, I, you're absolutely right. But in income tax, I'm using that kind of as a baseline. Because that's where we're going to go after the, the, but the when one we,
0: percenters. Right, because that's what they have. But, I'm saying, can go what's after, the, but when we what's don't the have revenue from income tax, we have to raise all the other taxes. We have to institute taxes on on junk food and, and everything else that people pay for with their...
1: In England, they're called sin taxes, petrol or gas. Uh, and
0: that is what hurts the lower classes because that is where they spend all their money. They're not... People that have a trillion dollars are not spending that much more relative to everybody else in their day-to-day lives might buy a boat here and there or whatever but they're not day-to-day they're not making up for what they're not paying in income taxes
1: i don't fully disagree with you on this i my my issues are being told well billionaires need to pay what they should who's who's determining this and what's the number no one People say, "Well, they're just not paying enough." Well, what is enough?
0: Well, they had Elizabeth Warren had numbers. Bernie Sanders have numbers.
1: And all of a sudden, they were. You know, both Joe Biden started winning every every primary the second that came because out
0: because the one percent is in
1: charge. Well, I'd say the DNC was like, no, we <laughs>
0: because the one percent is because, in charge. Well, the I, DNC I feel that is not the, not a moral high ground. Let's not.
1: Well, it's another thing we agree on. <laughs> we we're, we're good with that. I'm sorry, that was a cheap shot. I I take that one back. That was a cheap shot. Um, but yeah, so part of the last platform, and I know we're kind of all over the map, so I'm trying <laughs> I know we're trying to say let's talk about the, the conventions. Uh but I felt just in general, and even if I weren't on the right, kind of looking at this from from just a, a technical and inspirational point of view, I was not inspired at all. Message after message, Billie Eilish singing, just the doom and gloom of we're, we're all going to die. Vote like your life depends on it. We're all going to die if you if you vote Republican.
0: But the Republicans were saying you're all going to die if you vote for Biden. The Republican message was well, the Republicans life sucks. Just showing what's sucks. happening in Portland
1: and saying Democrat city, life Seattle, sucks Democrat right Chicago, now, Democrat Democrat So let's city. keep
0: the guy in place well, that made life suck right now. It was the well, life sucking message. because the president
1: left it up to the governors. And the governors are turning down the mayors and Because, okay, so you have these mayors, like, act for, like, like these, for years have the been riots. saying, he's not my president, you he's not my act president. act like these
0: riots exploded out of nowhere. It's not, they didn't explode out of nowhere. They've been fomenting for a long time. And it came to a head.
1: Well, the, by definition, they exploded in one moment. And I can tell you exactly when that moment happened. Three days after George Floyd was killed. Uh, six hours after, um, oh, God, uh, uh, dropped drop the name. The one in Wisconsin. It's happening. Oh, right now. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, uh, Jacob Blake. Jacob, Jacob Blake. Thank you so much for that. Uh, uh, six hours. Yeah, I mean, you could, you could time it. You saw it. There was enough cameras on the ground. You saw it happening. Yes, you can have something simmer and simmer and simmer. But the catalyst was instant. Now, here's the thing. For years, you have the Lori Lightfoot's of the world and the uh, Ted What's-His-Names. Um, you know, these mayors and these governments saying, he's not my president, he's not my president. And so, okay, well then, handle your state, handle your city. Oh, no, it's all Trump's fault. This is your city for decades. It's not all Trump's fault, but
0: Trump has made it worse. When Trump gets up at the White House and says, those people, and there's very fine people on both sides. Oh, now hold
1: on. In the same sentence, he said, I'm not talking about... Let's call up the quote, please, producer Justin. Call up the full quote of very fine people on both sides, because it's the exact same paragraph that said he said, "I'm not talking about the white supremacist." But he,
0: but he, he dog whistles the white supremacist every day. He didn't. How? He did not when during his very first campaign. Excuse me, his very second campaign, because he ran for president once before and lost. But he seems
1: to forget well, about so that. so did I.
0: When. David Duke endorsed him, Mm -hmm. and he did not. Who's
1: endorsing Biden this time around?
0: Not David Duke. Not
1: David Duke. David Duke's not around (laughs) anymore. No, the uh, head of the KKK.
0: The current head? Yes, I have not heard that.
1: I did. Um, We'll we'll call that one up too. But again, Biden is yet to say thanks, but no thanks. But you you can't. Steve Bannon
0: and you can't be held
1: accountable for the idiots that want to support you.
0: You but when their their support is brought to your face, you don't say I don't know who that is. You don't know who Donald who David Duke is. Give me a break.
1: Well, then it's hard to be a Klans member if you don't know who the Grand Wizard is. So that takes away the argument that Trump's a, a Klansman.
0: It does not take away the argument that Trump. D-
1: did he? Did he not know? The I don't know. I don't
0: think he was telling the truth.
1: So he didn't know who David he was. Duke was. Yes. Okay. Of
0: course he did. So let's see the quote. You had some very fine, very bad people in that group, but you also had people that were very fine people on both sides. You had people in that group, there were people in that rally, and I looked the night before. If you look, there were people protesting very quietly the taking down of the statue of Robert E. Lee. I'm sure in that group there were bad ones. The following day, it looked like they had some rough, bad people, neo Nazis, white nationalists, whatever you want to call them. But you had a lot of people in that group that were there to innocently protest and very legally protest. I don't think that takes away from very be- from very fine people on both sides. I may have, no. uh,
1: maybe a second paragraph on that. Oh, there we go. I was talking about people that went because they felt very strongly about the monument and to Robert they E. Lee, a great general. They
0: were there for a neo-Nazi rally.
1: They're both sides, that right? That
0: was what they were there for.
1: No, To tear down the statue of Robert E. Lee. That's what he said. Now, if that was, and that's where he went out of his way to there say, I'm talking about There was racist,
0: and there was anti racist There are not very fine people on both sides of that equation. There are not. There were racists.
1: So to want to keep a statue up automatically are, makes you a racist?
0: Those people, it no, no, was no. a neo if, if I were
1: someone saying, I don't think we should tear down statues because they're memorials and they're art. And I think there's a slippery slope. As if you That's the purpose of a statue, for a memorial, for an art. And those who want to use Nazi Germany as a result, Nazi Germany took all their Nazi propaganda and they put it into a huge facility called the Topography of Terror. Mm -hmm. And every year they send kids there. That's what needs to happen here. So I'm not for throwing Frederick Douglass statues, the great abolitionist, into the Boston Harbor. So I would be there saying, don't tear the statue down. That does not make me a racist. It's very, very specifically general, if that makes sense. I'm a very fine person.
0: There is a big difference between putting Confederate statues in a this is the wrong side of history museum and leaving them
1: in parks. Where do they go in the meantime? They're, they're being torn down and toppled and, and thrown into rivers. really
0: could give uh, about where they go.
1: I really no, could. No, no. They literally have to. If you're going to tear it down but save it for later... They're not; tearing, they weren't tearing down these statues to save them for later. They're throwing them in the harbor. They're throwing them in the they water. Throw them
0: in the harbor. Right now, they're in parks where little black kids play, and they're supposed to look up to that. That I okay. Really Frederick Douglass's statue was
1: thrown down there too. You know who he was. Yes. So that was okay to tear down an abolitionist statue. These very fine people tore down an abolitionist statue because they're in the mob mentality and just all things all. Statues bad. All Republicans racist. You know what? We
0: have been trying to get these statues taken down through legislative means for a long time. So if you really if think you don't succeed, that the Republicans' it. idea was to put them in a not the right side of history museum, they've had plenty of opportunities. No, they're saying to don't do tear it. them
1: down and throw them in the
0: harbor. No, they're saying don't take them down at all. There have been. City council meeting after city council meeting, state vote after state vote after state vote. These areas have had ample opportunity to put them someplace where they're not on public display. There's a big difference between... So it's okay between... to break
1: the law and topple them now because yes. you don't like... Because the law's not moving fast enough for you?
0: Yes. How else did we get any civil rights movement in this country? ever we have had well, we followed no, Martin Luther
1: King who said no riot
0: no he did not he said the riots are the language of the unheard okay we have had no forward progress in this country by sitting nicely in city council rooms and waiting for the law to change and I will remind you it is the conservative side that when the law did change still refused to desegregate schools and the National guard had <coughs> to <Nobody>. do it. <laughs> Sure. I didn't so, vote Democrat for Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Conroe, ISD did not desegregate till the 70s. The 70s. I didn't even know those
1: guys back then. That was the 70s. Nothing
0: happens In this country, no forward progress happens without the rabble rousers making it happen because there is no incentive for white, Christian, straight men to give any power to anybody but themselves. If
1: only there was some kind of voting mechanism, there there is a a voting mechanism. And that is why they they suppress
0: the vote across this country and most especially wherever there are large black populations of voters.
1: The suppression I'm seeing in the videos, especially last night, those leaving the White House grounds post-convention, uh, the people being trapped in restaurant booths with with race fists over them—those aren't the Republicans That's not, doing there's this. There's no voting there. Well, how many
0: times? How many times when you've gone to vote have you had to go past armed KKK members? Never. I have three times because I voted in black areas. Okay. There is voter suppression everywhere. There are large groups of black
1: voters. Well, I can guarantee you that this November, every media outlet will be camped out at every conceivable polling place to, to show, to make sure that it doesn't happen. There but is it, no way voter suppression can happen this time the microscope is too glaring.
0: But it doesn't just happen right at the voter box. It happens in the laws around it. It happens when you close down... Areas where you can register to vote. It happens when you close down where you actually go to vote. It happens when you gerrymander districts so that, yes, one one district is 95% Democrat, but then all the ones around it are 51% Republican. That is where voter suppression happens, up and down the system, because the system was made by white men who know it's the only way they have of staying in power.
1: Well the nation was created by white men. So well, it's just to blame them for it. There, without these white men, there would be no nation to have problems oh, there with.
0: There were plenty of people here that were very happy with their nations before.
1: Well, okay, to cover that. And sooner or later, we, we've got to get to, at some point, the uh, conventions. But every country, every nation in the history of the universe is a result of someone else taking over it.
0: I'm sorry,
1: I was reading a quote and I did not hear you. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> every nation in the history of, of nations from the beginning of time has been formed in some way, shape, or form by other people taking over it. So to say this nation was founded on this, every nation was. If we all came from this, you know, every, I mean, maybe it's every country that's ever happened has taken over an indigenous population... Or moved into a place where there was none and taken it over. But it's not America. This is not America's fault for coming over and moving west and doing despicable things to the indigenous population. This is not a yeah, but it's if it was bad then, it's bad now. If it's okay now, then it's okay then. Pick one. You can't have both. It is. It was bad that it happened, but I wasn't there. You weren't there.
0: But our nation of laws has perpetuated all of it. So let's read this Martin Luther King quote to talk about riots. Martin Luther King, I think America must see that riots do not develop out of thin air. Certain conditions continue to exist in our society, which must be condemned as vigorously as we condemn riots. But in the final analysis, a riot is the language of of the unheard. And what is it that America has failed to hear? It has failed to hear that the plight of the Negro poor has worsened over the last few years. It has failed to hear that the promises of freedom and justice have not been met. And it has failed to hear that large segments of white society are more more concerned with tranquility and the status quo than about justice, equality, and humanity. And so, in a real sense, our nation's summers of riots are caused by our nation's winters of delay. And as long as America postpones justice, we stand in the position of having these recurrences of violence and riots over and over again. Social justice and progress are the absolute guarantors of riot prevention.
1: I must say how eloquent he was, and again, this is not a you know, I'm a Republican, so I'm okay bad. okay was a. a pioneer on so many levels. And what he said here is amazingly profound. I take nothing away from that. And uh, yeah, so I, I've got to retract what he said. All right. Uh, because of, of, of course. And I'm, here's the thing, yes, for forward momentum, we became a nation because oh, we broke the law. And, but I don't think it can be denied that the message is getting lost. When they, when they forged, forged the first documents, it's like, we are not English, we're not an English colony anymore. We're Americans were a whole new nation. We had this has never been done before. No colony's ever broken free from the mother's son. We gotta come up with everything we possibly can, knowing that there's no way we can come up with everything. So let's write a bill of rights to say this is what you can't do, this is what you can do, and then let's, let's have a constitution where we can amend it twenty-some odd times because we know things will change. It's never been done before. These horrible racist white men made a system that benefited White men. That says all men are created equal. But
0: black men are three fifths equal.
1: Because plantation owners were using them to because. gouge the, the 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 ballot boxes. There's always context, 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 context.
0: And yet somehow it's always the black community that gets the shaft when we're having to fix then whatever. Then the black parliament. president should have yes, addressed Yes, he should it. have done more. I am not disagreeing with you. Okay. But you well, cannot dismantle two hundred plus that we years in eight. Huh. You can't dismantle two hours and 8. it's a start. It is a start. And then Trump undid a lot of what he did.
1: Yeah, giving all those black men those jobs and stuff.
0: That's the one thing he didn't dismantle.
1: Okay. I don't but he's taken away health care. He didn't take it away from anyone.
0: He's done everything he can to dismantle the ACA.
1: Yeah, it doesn't mean you, you're not allowed to purchase it.
0: I think we've come to a stopping point <laughs>
1: Well, no, just on that, I came up. Forty-four million Americans no longer have health care. Well, then they chose to stop paying for it. Period.
0: Because they couldn't pay for it.
1: I couldn't pay for it under Obamacare because all of a sudden, (laughs) uh, putting the IRS in charge of health care is makes about as much sense as putting the post office in charge of election results.
0: Wasn't his first choice.
1: Anyhow, definitely (laughs) getting in the groove here today. Sooner or later, we okay. uh, Quick thing. DNC, Amateur Conference, RNC knows how to play the crowd.
0: DNC, the adults in the room, RNC, we know it sucks, but let's give them four more years to see how much more it can suck.
1: You know, I could take that. Okay. I, I could take both of those perspectives there. Uh, obviously, you know, as we get closer to Election Day, you know, some things we feel very passionate in things we want to keep the conversation going i think and if you know two obviously you know <laughs> uh you know, you know racist and bleeding heart commie <laughs> pinko's over here can sit in the same room and not hate each other and actually <laughs> laugh about it at the end of it then by golly so can you too so this is what purple politics is all about there
0: you go, there you, go. <laughs> you have been watching purple politics uh discussion not <laughs> Discussion of some sort between the red and the blue here in the woodlands, brought to you by the Woodlands Online. I don't know where you can see us because Justin hasn't put the screen back.
1: You up. can find us on HTV <laughs> HD KVQT HD twenty one. Uh, where I have a Roku channel, of course. We are also uh, well. You can take a look. <laughs> You've been watching. <laughs> You've
0: been watching Purple Politics, a discussion between the red and the blue here in the Woodlands, brought to you by the Woodlands Online. You can watch us on Woodlands Online, our Roku channel, over the air on KVQT HD21, or listen on the Woodlands podcast page as well as iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcast. If you have questions, comments, ideas for future topics, please email us at Politics, all one word, at gmail.com. Thanks for joining. The views expressed during this show are mine and my co-hosts alone and not reflective of any particular political party or organization.